Conflicts, my weekly market review, December 26, 2022. The much anticipated Santa Claus rally window came and went last week with only more volatility and a lot of lower prices to show for it. With hardly any discernible meaningful catalysts and a lot of end of year tax loss selling going on, there simply wasn't much to stop stocks from rolling over early last week. Wednesday, good, and Thursday, bad, basically cancelled each other out. Friday was a moderately decent, low-volume snooze fest. As we begin the transition that I highlighted last week, investors shifting to take note of what data actually shows about inflation and the economy, as opposed to exclusively caring only about how the Fed might react, we are frequently experiencing conflicts when it comes to an assessment of what we're actually looking at. For example, the Fed's most beloved indicator, the Core Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, last week showed its particular version of inflation, ex-food and energy prices, as moving 0.2% higher from October to November and up by 4.7% from a year ago. This showed inflation decelerating more than expected. Good news, right? Well, yes. But it also showed that over the same period, American spending slowed substantially, up just 0.1%, a stat that just weeks ago would have fit the bad news is good news narrative and taken as evidence that the Fed could react to that by easing up on interest rate hikes. Nowadays, it's being seen for what it really is, evidence that the pace of consumer spending is falling and could soon be in a tailspin. Newsflash, that isn't good for stocks. The report also showed that the average earnings for an American were up 0.4% month over month, ahead of the rate of inflation, muddling the message even further. I'm not trying to imply that Fed rhetoric or policy doesn't matter. It absolutely still does. But as we enter 2023, it's no longer going to be the single most important factor for this simple reason. The Fed will have to react to the data just like it did in 2022. And if inflation and growth both fall fast enough, then the Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, will definitely stop tightening, whatever they may say in speeches and press conferences. But inflation data has to fall faster than economic data. Otherwise, we're looking at stagflation and a potential huge Fed policy mistake. Thursday and Friday's data implied that the opposite is happening right now. Growth estimates are falling faster than inflation. And the bond market is screaming the imminent arrival of a recession by means of the persistently inverted yield curve. The good news, for the Fed at least, is that interest rate hikes are totally wrecking the real estate market, as emphasized by the continued worse than expected decline in housing metrics released last week, including sales of existing homes slumping 7.7% from October to November, the 10th consecutive month of declines, and now down more than 35% from this time last year. The median sales price of a house in the U.S. fell more than 10% from June to November to $370,700. Building permit applications for privately owned housing units crashed 11.2% over the course of the last month and are now over 22% below the level of a year ago. 
All this shows just how much the vastly increased cost of borrowing has utterly destroyed demand and sentiment among both home buyers and home builders. But the Fed wants to see this interest rate related demand destruction move beyond just housing. At some point, it likely will. And that's why the worries about an upcoming recession are so widespread and continue to cast a shadow over stock prices. This has been a year when all the world's major central banks engineered a serious pivot towards higher interest rates and tighter money. Almost all, that is. Until last Tuesday, the Bank of Japan stood out as the exception to this rule. In a surprise move, and a sign that the war on inflation is now truly a worldwide affair, it loosened its yield curve control, which is a central banky kind of way of saying that it will allow market interest rates to drift higher before it intervenes to cap out any rise. That tolerance cap for the 10-year bond went up from a quarter of a percent to half a percent. It may not look like much, but it's a pretty epic policy shift from the BOJ which has been supporting easy money for many, many years. And despite recent calls from Japanese government officials to raise rates, it has refused to budge until now. This move raises the value of the yen at the expense of the US dollar. Corporate America has been crying out for a fall in the value of the US currency, which has soared since early 2021 to help with exports. So the net effect of the BOJ's actions could even be a net positive for US stocks. Last week, I identified two key questions that will dominate the assessment of stock market direction in early 2023 as being one, how fast will inflation decline? And two, how bad will the economy get? This week, I want to show more precisely what we need to see and when to answer those questions properly. The core consumer price index, CPI measure of retail inflation, most recently up 0.2% month-on-month and 6% year-on-year, is the important one, as it will tell us more clearly when services inflation is declining as opposed to just goods and commodities. And it's that decline that ultimately will force a Fed policy pivot to restart the process of actually lowering interest rates. The positive answer, below 5% year-on-year before April. The negative answer, above 5% after April. Secondly, markets need to see a serious deterioration in the labor market. If unemployment rate can rise and stay above 4% early in 2023, currently it's 3.7%, has remained stubbornly there or thereabouts for a good while, then that will be a clear sign that Fed rate hikes are restoring economic balance. So the positive answer above 4% by March, the negative answer, below 4% after March. The good news is that if all these questions are answered positively, then the bottom in stocks could well be in by the end of next quarter. On the other hand, if they're answered negatively, then more new lows aren't just likely, they're almost certain.